York Toy Fair. This is Marvelicious Toys. Hello and welcome to Marvelicious Toys for 2019 Toy Fair. I'm Marjorie. And I'm Don Pardo. No, wait, I'm Arnie. <laughs> and this is Justin. Well, we are live in New York. It is Toy Fair, and we're going old school. Here's an audio podcast. <laughs> hey, it's actually Saturday night, too. Look at that. It is, yeah. We decided instead of going out in the most wonderful city in the entire world. We're going to talk to Justin, the greatest guy in the entire world. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to talk toys with Justin tonight. And it's because... I. We had a few technical difficulties throughout the day, one of which was time and the other of which was technical. But we had a great day at Javits. Tons of photos we're going to be uploading to the website really soon. Started off the day at Lego, and I'm so anxious. I mean, I'm waking up at 5.30 in the morning, which is 4.30 to my biological time. because That's I, not how that works. It is how that works. So I'm getting up at 4.30 in the morning for a 6 a.m. appointment, according to my central time life. <laughs> and I drag myself there because I'm not a morning person. But I'm thinking the end game is probably not going to be there. But there will at least be some more Captain Mar... No, no, wait, wait. Are you still making Marvel toys? Because <laughs> all they had, all they had were the Spider-Man stuff from last year. Oh, Wow. Well, a lot of people have told us that they're under strict embargo for Endgame. So it was very sad and disappointing to not see a single bit of Endgame stuff yet. Yeah, because they don't want us to see the outfits that have already been leaked so often. <laughs> that cap suit, though. Oh, oh man. I, I understand embargoes and stuff like that, but you would think that Lego would have some stuff for the the front half of this year and not just put it all in on this movie property. You know, some new new Spider-Man stuff, maybe? No? Nothing. There was a new Duplo set, and I really liked it because it was Spidey versus Electro. Oh, cool. Are those the big blocks for little kids uh -huh. that are dexterous? Okay. Uh -huh. But they got the really cute figures, and they're not that expensive. And All I think it was Bunny Rabbits with Duplo, and I don't know why. <laughs> I think that's part of their logo. It might it? be Rabbit Ears. I okay. think you're right, yeah. But... That was all they had. They did. Apparently, there's a Captain Marvel set that's hitting shelves that I have not seen with my own two eyes yet. They didn't even have that out. Strange. I bet that there's some sort of Disney embargo. Yeah, of course. I mean, they were huge with Lego movie stuff. And there, there was just a lot of Lego. But as far as Marvel went, wow. I mean, that's a good point. Lego does have their fingers in a lot of different licenses. So it's like, you know, if, if they're a little shy on Marvel stuff right now, hey, they've got all this other stuff that they can show that's new for other properties. So they don't have as many licenses as Funko, Justin. Well, nobody does, really. I think <laughs> they might have the most. They don't even know how many they have. I was talking to Sully at Funko today. He's our new contact. And Sully said that last he heard, they had over 200 licenses, but, you know, some expire and some new ones come along. But when I saw, like, Sanford and Son and... <laughs> <laughs> I know, Golden Girls, like, had, like, a resurgence in popularity over the last couple of years, which is understandable that Funko jumps on that. But Sanford and Son, seriously. Like... <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing that the license was cheap. <laughs> or free. Here, we'll give you some Campbell's soup if you just take the license from us. <laughs> Yeah, and Brady Bunch and so many TV shows they're doing at The Office. But they did have some new Marvel stuff there. Here's what's really weird. Endgame, complete embargo. Like it doesn't exist. 
Mm-hmm. Spider-Man Far From Home. Here's all the outfits. <laughs> Funko revealed the Far From Home pops today. We get Spider-Man in a stealth suit, so we're getting a black suit Spider-Man, but no symbiotes or anything because that's owned by a different studio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we get the new tactical suit spider-man which is kind of a darker blue but looks a lot like the last one they're making uh, an mj carrying a mace and i don't mean like a jar like a spray can you mean like a medieval weapon yeah like with a spiked ball with a handle interesting well maybe there there's a scene where they're in a museum when they get attacked and they just grab whatever they can that could be but they're going overseas and you know those brits don't like guns and maybe mace is okay um, spoiler, <laughs> Americans don't like them either. Half the country, at least. <laughs> but really, Funko didn't have a whole lot to show either. Uh, got to see some Dark Phoenix stuff that'll be coming out, tying into the Dark Phoenix movie. Not movie items, but like a Dark Phoenix pop comic style in the red outfit. And there'll be a glow-in-the-dark version that's an exclusive. And then they're still making rock candy, so <laughs> one of those. Interesting. But. Mezco was where we headed next, and that most of the stuff they had out was stuff that we saw at San Diego. Yes. And a lot of it hasn't hit store or shelves yet or shipped yet, but it's still so gorgeous to see. And we had to record a video. This was like part of their shtick this year, as we had to stand in front of a camera and say what the best thing that they had in their booth was. And even though it was at San Diego, that Ghost Rider on that cycle just has my heart. And it said shipping in 2020. I'm like, I can't wait that long. Oh, wow. That is a long wait. We did see that at at Comic-Con, man. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, even then. But yeah, that seems like a really long time. And I can only imagine because it's got a lot of extra stuff on it with that translucent fire. I got to say, you know, Mezco, when they came on board with this, you know, as this new scale of 112 and we were all kind of like yeah i mean we already get six inch figures from hasbro but what's cool here is the super articulated bodies and the cloth and stuff like that i always just kind of set it aside and said all right i'm gonna do armored characters and guys you don't see their faces not that they didn't do great faces but it was just like uh, i feel like this is territory that we've already covered man they have stepped up their game on their faces now looking at the captain marvel stuff they had yes oh my goodness and started with Hella, I think. I think the Hella they did was Hella good. <laughs> but uh, then we got, I saw Captain Marvel. It was the only new reveal today. But, oh my lord, the outfit, the face, everything about that just screams awesome. Yeah, I mean, when they first came out, we were saying, you know, these are mini hot toys. Well, they just keep up in the game. They're even closer to mini hot toys now. Yeah, I mean, that Ghost Rider, I didn't want to say this on their video, but, like, that Ghost Rider's the best Ghost Rider since Hot Toys did their Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider back in, like, 2010. <laughs> I mean, I love the Marvel Legends Riders Ghost Rider, don't get me wrong, but it does not hold a candle to an actual leather-ish outfit. Right. <laughs> but Lockjaw was there, too, and yeah, Black Bolt. Yeah, we saw him at Comic-Con, but that was still probably another one of the highlights. And we'll have a review coming up. Don't hate me, but there was a Toy Fair exclusive Mezco Blade, and I have one, and I'll be reviewing it. Ooh, very nice. 
I love Blade so much. You, you do not understand how excited I got when I it's weird because like I got an email from them. Like, here's some pictures of the goodie bag. And I'm like, well, I haven't gotten it yet, but let's spoiler alert. Let's see. Blade! <laughs> Is it the one I'm looking at here? The the movie version of Blade? Wesley Snipes? I don't know if it's movie version specifically because the comics changed him to look like the movie. Oh. So, you know, if you play like even Marvel Ultimate Alliance, it's like you're playing Wesley Snipes at that point. So I, I'm i not sure if they have Wesley's likeness, but man, I, I haven't taken it out yet. You know, I'm in a small New York apartment. I don't want to lose a hand or something. So uh, when I, we get home, though, I'll be doing a video. One of our Marvelicious one shots will be a review of the Toy Fair exclusive Blade. I know last year, the Batman Ascending Knight was crazy for DC fans. So I'm just, I feel so lucky to have gotten Blade. Yeah, no, that's cool. And I'm just going to plant this little seed in your head for when you review it. Keep an eye on that zipper. This is one of my problems with scaled down figures. Zippers that are too big. I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. They can't make a smaller zipper because of the mechanics. Maybe that's a business we need to get into, Marjorie. We need to start manufacturing tiny zippers. I like that. I think we're onto something, Justin. <laughs> but of course, it's Saturday. And even though Javits has started opening on Saturday a few years ago, I really think the highlight of Saturday is always Hasbro and their presentation. And there had been a lot of leaks coming out. I mean, yesterday was the investor call where they had an investor preview of stuff. And I wasn't sure if there would be surprises today, but I'm I'm happy to say Hasbro brought the goods. I actually, you guys both know me. I'm kind of from the Midwest. I'm I'm pretty you know, stoic. You know, kind of from the Midwest. Well, you you know, are from the Midwest. Well, little North Midwest, but it's I'm not exactly an emotionally exuberant person. Wait a wait a second. Wait a second. Hold on. You are so freaking emotional with this stuff. It's not even funny. But in that, a, because emotion is why you end up buying the things that you do. But I'm saying if I'm in a movie or even at a concert, I'm not the guy who goes, woo, right? I'm just not a woo guy. It is not me. <laughs> I barely applaud. <laughs> and yet I almost gave Dwight a standing ovation today <laughs> it was it, what kind of guy are you not Woo! <laughs> what i'm done <laughs> we got at least you guys know what i mean oh yeah I, hey i'm right there with you I'm, I'm not the type of guy that's gonna go wooing about and you know dropping my jaw at stuff if i see something i like i'm like wow that's awesome but that's about as that's about as out of my chair as i get you know Mm-hmm. But first of all, they opened the show with a song and dance number that was incredible. It was amazing. Could you imagine? And it was it couldn't be two better people than the people I talked to the most. Patrick from the Star Wars team and Dwight from the Marvel team doing a rendition of Be Our Guest karaoke style, only making it about Hasbro toys. Distinguished uh, partner in crime, Patrick Snyder. Yeah, Wait, I thought we talked about the dress code here. We were going to dress like marketers. Dude, not like a shame of death. 
Oh my goodness, that, that is impressive actually, now that I see it. If I had known that we were going casual, I would have brought my casual pocket watch, not my fancy nice one. That would have been a nice touch. Oh gosh, I feel like I really dropped the ball. But, we will recover and rally and bring this show to a great start. So, all you! Yes! Um, so we are excited to be here. We have a few opening remarks. Uh, these, I was told we got to do this. Rules are important. We always follow the rules. So, uh, before we begin, just a few important rules and reminders. So, dude, you're killing me, man. These are these are rules, Dwight. Rules are very important. Rules are important for marketers, man. Yes. And definitely for engineers. Yes. So Designers. important. Everyone should follow them. <sighs> dude, we can do better than this. These people came a long way. We can do way better than just, mm, there's the rules. <laughs> that wasn't the script. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can do better. All right, let's see. Yeah, we can oh, do this. What's happening? All right. Oh. Dear Portrait Attendees, it's with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you to Toy Fair. Now, we invite you to relax, let us pull up a chair as Hasbro proudly presents your obsessions. What's happening? Be all guests. Guess. Put our nerd lore to the test. Put your laptops on the floor, my friends. We'll provide the rest. Big blasters, amazing toys. Why we love to serve such joy. Check this out. It's amazing. Don't believe me? Ask the thief. He can sing. He can dance. After all, this is Hasbro. Is that why everybody's all dressed to the nines today?
Yes. Actually, I think it was part of the shtick because Patrick was dressed to the nines and Dwight came out in jeans and untucked button down and a tie. And <laughs> the routine started by them saying, uh, we were dressing up today, Dwight. Nice. <laughs> so it was this whole like, I don't know, odd couple dance routine. <laughs> it was just it, honestly, it's the best song and dance number I've ever seen in New York. <laughs> wow. Take that Broadway. <laughs> So they set the expectation pretty high right there, and man, they brought their A-game. I cannot believe how much they were able to show and yet still not show anything endgame. We know that stuff's still coming. You know, we haven't even dug into it yet, but that was my takeaway from today's events was, wow, look at all this stuff. This is incredible. Oh, we haven't even gotten to endgame stuff yet. This year is going to be packed. It can't be busier than last year, can it? Yes, it can. Looks like they're trying. Well, I mean, first to start off, I mean, we have the 80th anniversary of Marvel this year, which is going to get us a line of figures. And Oh, boy. Yeah, we kind of hinted at this on our last show that they were talking about doing this. And it's going to be a lot like the 10th anniversary MCU sets. There's going to be 10 sets. Some of them are exclusive, a lot of multi-packs. And some of them, though, are even movie-based, even though they're in the Marvel 80th set. Yeah, but they've corrected a wrong. They've righted a wrong by giving us a Peggy Carter figure. Yes. This is one thing I was hoping they were going to continue to do, and they found a reason to do it. And last time we were together, you're right, we didn't know what they were going to do with the 80th. If it was going to be all just older versions of comic characters or stuff. But I love that they're bringing older cinematic universe stuff to us in a line where we can fill in these holes. Peggy Carter, like you said, Marjorie. Skinny cap, pre-super serum cap. That is so awesome. Is that what that is? I thought it was the rescue cap. No, he's in the red, white, and blue. It's not skinny Steve. It's Steve just as he came back from rescuing Bucky. Oh, maybe it's just the picture I'm looking at. He looks kind of skinny. It does. Usually the Captain Americas we've been getting are much beefier. So I'm not quite sure. But I think also what's a little uh, distracting is the blonde hair and the fact that it really freaking looks like Chris Evans. Baby face. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that I really thought we were going to get a non-Winter Soldier Bucky because they kept talking about how how this was the rescue scene and an emotional reunion and who was it going to be with? And I'm like... Well, it's obviously Bucky. No, it's Peggy. <laughs> yeah, but we never got Peggy before, so. No, this the all new figure here. I'm looking at this thing, and maybe they were able to reuse parts of her legs from somewhere else. But man, yeah. lots of new sculpting. <laughs> I know those feet. <laughs> <laughs> really? Did they did they make a sister Julia figure at some point before? Because those are some nun shoes. <laughs> She's kind of got cankles, right? (laughs) Well, that's what happens when you use the vonkle for an ankle on a on a woman. That's true. Yeah. But no, I love the outfit and the facial likeness is tremendous. And, you know, still pending approval, but they released the photo. So you got to think they're pretty close on that. And I mean, we'll just start keep going through the movie ones. But then I couldn't believe. First of all, I couldn't believe we didn't get a ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp, but it felt like we got a ghost. We got a Funko Pop. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we didn't get one in that line. That line 
came out and it's it's the one I feel like they overshipped because every store you walk into there's still a ton of Ant-Man, a ton of wasps sitting out there. But it's stuff like this that makes me excited about this 80th anniversary line. Even though it's only a year old, they missed the opportunity to do it and I don't foresee a wave in the future of just regular figures where they can sneak a movie ghost into. So here we go. We're getting it just a year later. Out of all the movie characters they haven't made, I don't know how high up Ghost is on my list, but then again, the Ant-Man movies are probably, you know, I consider them middling. I love all the Marvel Cinematic Universe films, so, and by love, I mean like, as far as, you know, I I, I, I tolerate Thor 2. <laughs> I put Ant-Man and Ant-Man 2 somewhere, you know, right around the middle, but I don't know that I was jonesing for a Ghost, but it looks like a cool figure. I was actually much more excited about a figure of our friend Chris. <laughs> Luis from Ant-Man. I swear to God, the Photos app on my Mac went through and found all the pictures of Luis from Ant-Man and put them in the Chris facial recognition group. Awesome. <laughs> and I didn't notice it before, but after, you know, after... Apple pointed it out. I can't unsee it. <laughs> uh, that's great. And and we even get some new work boots on this one. He's got his kind of tactical combat boots on with the, the khakis and the sports jacket. I'm, I'm digging this figure. I think that's probably going to be a two-pack, right? Yeah, it's a two-pack. So you get Ghost and Luis together. And I like that he's wearing the security company jacket there they didn't just get you reuse the suit jacket but they put a little patch on it there a little x-con nod <laughs> <laughs> but the, my my favorite reveal of the entire convention comes from thor ragnarok <laughs> the uh, grandmaster oh grandmaster that looks so gold bloom you know who would have thought we'd be sitting here in 2019 i, I bet you gold bloom didn't think that hey i'm gonna be getting action figures in 2018 and 2019 because last year they put out a line of jurassic park figures and there was a jeff goldblum from that did it, it have talking behind the desk action <laughs> no it was just a little three and three quarter inch one but it's it's awesome that jeff goldblum is relevant enough to be getting action figures here in in 2019 i just want kung fu conversation grip <laughs> he was so useless in that movie <laughs> but i Almost stood up. I applauded so hard when I saw Korg. He was coming with Korg. Yes. I love Korg more than I can say. I hope he shows up in Endgame because he had to be on that ship somewhere. You know, that should make Scotty and Eddie an action figure blues really excited. Yeah. And just the Taiko Watiti voice and Korg. It, it, it's like I just loved that character and I rewatch Ragnarok often and. Another day, another Doug. <laughs> See, it's funny. Oh, Doug's dead. Oh, no, there he is. He's alive. Meek, <laughs> you're alive. <laughs> yeah, no, this 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 two-pack is going to be hot. Like, both of those characters are awesome from an awesome movie. And I've, I've seen so many people customize Korg and to a bunch of various different results. But this looks incredible. So I, I can't wait for this set to come out. And then... Also from Ragnarok, a Hela that this is what Hot Toys should fix and reship. This is what Mezco should fix and reship. We need, I mean, she barely wore that hat. 
Right. It's a cool looking hat, but now well, they were probably given that by the movie theater. Hey, you need to make something, and then it ended up not being a huge part. Disney, not yeah. you know, AMC didn't give it to them. Yeah, but. this I know people know <laughs> I meant Disney. <laughs> So you're feeling me that you love that Hasbro has this opportunity to go back and fix, not mistakes, but just, you know, give us a better version of something that they didn't have access to at the time. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is just, it, it's a mistake on Disney's part that they didn't have access, but this is getting me excited to see this Hella figure finally coming out. It's It's the one that I want. Oh, yeah. It just makes me hope that Hasbro has an excuse every year to keep a line like this going, like this secondary line. I think if we buy it, they'll just see that we want more movie figures. Yeah. And then to get uh, with Scourge, and he only comes with one gun. Come on, he needs Des and Troy. <laughs> yeah, right? It's it's impressive to see a, a realistic, real-world machine gun in the Hasbro line. That doesn't happen very often. No, I- I think it happens more with the movie stuff, though. They try to be a little more movie accurate, don't they? Yeah, but we don't get that many soldiers, you know? Like, even the most recent, like, Eric Killmonger, we get this, yeah, it's a military gun, but it's also kind of nerfy looking with the rocket launcher on the bottom and stuff. This just looks like a good old-fashioned military machine gun. Yeah, it's... And I liked Scourge so much more than I thought I would, and... I just always that actor. He disappears Carl into every Urban. role. Carl Urban. I know that's so crazy. He's Doc and Scourge and Judge Judge Dredd. Yeah, he's a chameleon. And he's in Lord of the Rings. Holy cow! This guy's in everything. I literally could have been sitting next to him on the subway a few times and not known it. <laughs> I mean, seriously, how do you not go? He could have served me coffee. I don't know. When he was in Star Trek, I thought he was the country singer. <laughs> Who's the country singer? Keith Urban, right? Is that yeah. his name? <laughs> uh, you are from the Midwest. I'm not. I, I don't know this country crap. I, I can see Arnie showing up at the at the state fair hoping to meet Carl Urban and being sorely disappointed. <laughs> Again. <laughs> he has a Star Trek story. That's awesome. <laughs> and then another two-pack that I... Uh, just astounded they're putting this much into i'm curious of the price and i'm curious to see how it works but from infinity war the iron man mark 50 with all those like flying gun things yeah the things have come off his back and just fire at everybody yeah yeah that'd be interesting because in the in the promo picture they just look as if they're floating behind him but i'm hoping there's some sort of plastic armature that you can plug into the back and actually have that look and then a highly articulated iron spider. They said they're doing them right because we never got them with the freaking iron arms. No, we just got the suit. Yep. And even the cheapo line got iron spider last time around. So another chance to fix a, a mistake that they didn't do the right the first time. And there are some other movie figures coming out, but let's stick with the 80th anniversary line because I'm just so impressed. Then we get the Colossus Juggernaut 2-pack, and I was excited to see that. It's, you know, a great matchup and one as recent as last year's Deadpool 2, one year ago, that we got to see that fight in a live-action movie. But then I got down there and saw the battle-damaged Juggernaut head. (laughs) 
half his helmet's missing, revealing a head there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was super amazing. Yeah, two complete heads. You get the smiling head and you get the damaged head, which makes up for the fact that we just got this guy as a -a Build-A-Figure not all that long ago. But so many people wanted to change that head out and have different facial expressions for the head. And now you got the chance. Yep. It. I mean, at this point, if you're only buying waves of figures because you like the Build-A-Figure, it might just behoove you to wait because it seems to be a pattern now. Almost every Build-A-Figure over the last five years has found its way back out somehow, some way, for the most no, part. Uh, yeah, I guess for the most part, but um, Jubilee came out in a very different format. Yes. And Hit Monkey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> May never be seen again. <laughs> that was so real random. <laughs> I guess I guess it's maybe the ones that end up being harder to find, you know? Maybe, maybe we'll see Rhino next year in some sort of Oh, path. God. Rhino. <laughs> I did see a Rhino toy today. Yeah, we'll talk about those in a little bit. Then another just really cool comic-based set is the... The first appearance of Wolverine with w- Hulk. With an all-new sculpt on Hulk. Yeah. It's a ginormous Hulk, too. I mean, this one really takes the cake for Hulk. You've got the torn-up shirt. He, he's much bulkier than Hulk's we've gotten previously. Yeah, he's, pre- he's pretty cool looking. This looks like a Hulk right out of the classic comics. I mean, this is really cool looking. And with he comes with the... I remember we talked about this years ago when they did the same two-pack in the in the universe line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we called him Kitty Cat Wolverine. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Hulk is going to be the reason most people buy this. But the Wolverine... I mean, it's cool to see a first appearance Wolverine, but it's not my favorite look for the character at all. This is the first time we've gotten a really great comic Hulk, though, since the Toys R Us exclusive two-packs. Oh, yeah. Think about how long ago that was, and think about how expensive those two-packs are. And now it has finally been surpassed. Yeah, this Hulk is such a cool sculpt that I I hope that we get some repaints on it. It would make a great gray Hulk, and even a cool repaint for a red Hulk at some point down the line. Hasbro repaint? I don't think I don't know, <laughs> they know that word. <laughs> and then a couple of one-offs. We get a classic Iron Man that I can't believe that it looks as good as it does with the muscle legs and everything and the classic head or the 80s head. He looks like the Rocketeer. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and I feel like we've gotten a lot of these parts on other Iron Men before. We have gotten classic Iron Men. Obviously, we had one in the throwback line last year and individually carded really early on in the Return of Legends. But yeah, yeah. There's there's parts here, but if it if it's got as a good metallic paint as this glamour shot shows, then I think it might be worth picking up. Did it on the floor? Did it? It did. Nice. And then also a really classic Thor with Mjolnir with the whole inscription and... You know, when they return to Legends, they did a classic Thor, and then we've gotten Roadworn Thor. Out of the entire 80th anniversary set, this is the one I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> classic Thor. Yay. <laughs> a, a few of these feel like they had to make a decision between what's going to be considered 80th anniversary this year and what's going to be considered our throwback carded line, which we haven't talked about yet. But this could have very well been, you know... Thor on an old Toy Biz card. This this feels like a return 
to what Toy Biz was doing with the Legends line. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And, you know, we're going to show in just a few minutes the interview. It was kind of a roundtable interview we had with the Hasbro brand team. But one of the questions that I kind of hinted at and then asked outright are, were these characters you were going to do anyway and you slapped an 80th anniversary label on them? (laughs) And they said, no, they said, these are characters we wouldn't have gotten any other way. And with the movie figures, I tend to believe it. But, you know, with the Hulk, the Thor, the Wolverine, even Iron Spider-Man and Iron Man Mark 50 being so recent and there being other Infinity War two packs coming out, I I, I was skeptical. It's a fair question. And, you know, I mean. There's really no harm in having a new classic Thor and a classic Iron Man sculpted up and just waiting for an excuse to release it, you know? I mean, this one really is the Adventures in Babysitting Thor, though. That helmet is right out of Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> I'll have Vincent D'Onofrio sign it next time he does a <laughs> What's funny is when Vincent D'Onofrio signs, he does have pictures of himself with the Thor helmet on Why his table. He? Nice. Uh... But speaking of movie-based figures, there is a two-pack not part of the 80th anniversary, but we're going to get Loki and Corvus Glaive. Glaive, yes, I said it wrong. <laughs> I was just going to try to roll over that. <laughs> yeah, this I'm half excited for this. I mean, I feel like I have Loki. I have enough <laughs> <Half> Lokis. <laughs> but I, I really want to complete Thanos' team, you know? Like, this should be a single-pack Corvus Glaive, but... Whatever, if I have to own another Loki, so be it. I don't mind owning another Loki. He does not appear to come with turning blue from choking. This has one of the best faces I've seen on Loki, though. I think they did use the photoreal paint, which we have not seen before. I mean, I'm not going to complain. It could have been a worse two-pack, but obviously picking it up for, for Corvus. Yeah, and then also... Shuri. They're finally coming out with Shuri, which was... It was strongly hinted. I mean, they had the little cutout at San Diego. Yeah, I mean, it was just a matter of getting the sculpt going and everything. But now I feel like Black Panther is perhaps one of the best represented movies in Legend Scale. After two full movie-based waves and now Shuri kind of as the cherry on top, I'm like, I, I can't think of anything else I want. I mean... No, completely. I mean, like, maybe uh, some of the, the main fighters, some of the main generals, but, like, even yeah. that, like, yeah, not, not anybody I really need. Forrest Whitaker, maybe? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you wanted to do more, I could come up with a few, but there's nobody I'm really, you know, I, I would love action figures of all the tribal leaders. They all had such interesting looks, mm-hmm. but I... I'm not Jones and Forum. I this covers all the action-based people. I mean, we even got Everett Ross for crying out loud. Yeah, it's a very well covered line. And then, as far as waves go, yes, there's going to be an Avengers wave coming. Not too long, Shuri will be in that wave, as will Rock Python. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Serpent Society rearing its ugly head again. And it is an ugly head. Oh, my God. <laughs> this it, looks like Mushmouth from Fat Albert. Thank you. I, I was trying to <laughs> What the that hell name. is this? <laughs> Seriously. It's like Mushmouth found a snake and now he's gone bad? What? I don't. What's with the snake 
on his chest. That's ridiculous. It's like the happiest effing snake. Blue <laughs> snake. I want a shirt. What the hell? Uh, I want that shirt now. Yeah, I'm totally making that. You're that right. That is going to be our Marvelicious shirt for Comic-Con. Yep. We're going to have happy snake shirts and people just are going to get it oh, or they won't. It. I'm going to knit the hats for us all, too. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean... I know what they're doing. I mean, they, they like to bring out some of these classic classic characters and put them with the teams that they've started in years past. But, you know, you're not going to make everybody happy all the time. So every once in a while, you're going to have one that's just real easy to laugh at. And here's the thing. Don't get me wrong. I love the figure for its silliness. It's just I, it's just it is not a character that I've been familiar with. I know the Serpent Society, but it's had a lot of members come and go. I saw a much later incarnation of it. And yeah, this one is joyous in its cheese. <laughs> they all kind of have been, though, going back. I mean, Constrictor might be the coolest looking one, but man, we've had some real goofball looking figures from that from that line. And then it seems like the Hasbro team actually believes Fox's X-Men movies are going to come out. <laughs> don't know that I believe it, but they're talking about Dark Phoenix and New Mutants, and we're going to get an X-Men wave. Nice. Finally, a black-suited Emma Frost, yet they say they it's the Marvel Now Emma Frost, but they say, you know, mm, Phoenix Force Cyclops is too dated and wouldn't be relevant. But <laughs> hey, let's take this outfit of Emma Frost war a couple times. I mean, never pass up the chance to do a dominatrix look in, in an action figure line. <laughs> you know, they brought up a couple of screens while they were doing the presentation. One was of Spider-Man villains and one was of like X-Men characters and all X'd off. I swear to God, I was like, we're getting a Madeline Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> and then also a three pack, the Brotherhood of Mutants or Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, as it was called, with a really good comic based Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver and Magneto. I know we got a comic based Scarlet Witch not all that long ago. This looks like a nice metallic update with a different head. Yeah, there's there's differences here, and the head definitely, if it's not different, it's definitely got a better paint job to it, but it looks it looks cool, you know, and then we get Quicksilver in his classic blue outfit, and... I love that he has Tom Cruise run hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Magneto looks pretty cool, too. That's, that's a pretty cool looking set. It really, really does look like something that belongs in the 80th anniversary. It's continuing with the X-Men, we're getting an X-Men couple more we get did we know about these i think we what? knew about these forge gambit jubilee yeah it we've known like we about knew those. about these yeah I yeah a lot of these are getting ready to come out like they they were kind of on embargo as far as going up for pre-order and a lot of these are in that same wave with uh beast so yeah as of today a lot that set is pre-orderable so it's gonna be coming out in the next month or so okay yeah i i knew we knew those and then Yes, you mentioned this, Justin. They're going classic. They're going to bring back the old Toy Biz X-Men figure cards, like for the five-inch line that I loved seeing in the stores back when I used to be collecting Power of the Force 2 and things and then eventually got into and have backlogged and gotten so many of those figures. And we're getting a nice 
Cyclops in the X-Factor outfit, the blue and the white. Yeah. And a silver samurai, a nice classic. Ooh. That silver samurai looks amazing. They had the Toy Biz one there as well as the silver samurai side by side. They did a really good job on it. I was hoping against hope. I knew Hasbro had told me they couldn't vac metalize anymore. I know a lot of other companies do it, but Hasbro said it was not environmentally safe, so they weren't going to do it anymore. Don't they do it for Star Wars? Nope. They quit? They quit. Oh. I haven't, had asked a, them. haven't had a shiny 3PO in years. Huh. Yeah, and that poor RA7 will never be the same. Yeah. But here they showed the old Silver Samurai, which is one that I cherish, and you know, this new figure looks cool. Is it vac metalized? No, but it looks cool. And they went through the detail to put it on a purple villain card instead of the orange hero card. So, uh, yeah. And apparently he's really big. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the, the nice glamour shot Hasbro provided to us and it looks like all new sculpting. I mean, boots up. It's it's all new. So that's incredible amount of detail for one of these specialty sidelines that they're putting out for us. Well, and Justin, I don't know if you were following and the big announcement from Hasbro for this year was the reinvention times number three or whatever for the pulse. Have you seen that? You know, I have. They actually did a good job of getting the word out this time. (laughs) They did. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to be living under a collecting rock in order to not know about it. But it is replaced Hasbro Toy Shop. And if you buy something, what is it, before the 24th? Uh, 23rd or before, I believe. Yeah. You get free shipping for the year. Uh Uh-huh. I I wish I knew I only had to buy one thing and not four waves of figures because that's what I did because some of those have been hard to find. Like we talked about last show, I mean, the Spider-Man wave, the Black Panther wave two, I never saw them. Well, I I think you're going to have to literally keep tabs on the pulse to get things because a lot of this was going up for pre-order as we were in the presentation. They were announcing it. Hey, this will be live at three o'clock. This will be live in an hour. So for some of these, which I know that we won't see a lot of these in stores and you know that Arnie. Yeah. I mean, I don't see the X-Force cannonball and boom, boom really being ones that hang around that much i just don't see them being shipped in enough quantities for that no you know i mean even that second wave of the vintage style from this last year i've only ever seen them at game stops like i haven't seen them at target or walmart like the first wave sat around at for a long time so strangely blue wasp is hanging out at our target like you wouldn't believe oh wow interesting it's like the only figure i've ever seen in the wild from that wave, (laughs) and they have four of her (laughs) Well, grab an opener because it's a really cool figure. Oh, I I already ordered two cases for that reason. (laughs) But yes, a lot of this was up for order. A couple last X-Force figures here. Mr. Sinister. That (laughs) one was... I love Mr. Sinister. Don't make fun of Mr. Sinister. He's too badass. Oh, I can make fun of Mr. Sinister. (laughs) I love Mr. Sinister from the X-Men versus Street Fighter games. Does Doctor Strange know that he stole his look? No, that's that's um, Iron Man. No, but Iron Man, we're getting the Doctor Doom Iron Man. Is that Doctor Sinister? Yeah, that's Mr. Mr. Sinister. He did not finish (laughs) medical school. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Let's not elevate him just yet. (laughs) Okay, so he didn't quite steal Doctor Strange's look, but yeah, okay. I love his like shredded cape. Yes, the the, the it looks like it. Most of it went through a paper shredder. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. 
That's why he didn't get his doctorate. <laughs> He's too busy shredding his cape. It's been a while. I can't remember if Hasbro's ever done Sinister or if it was one of the later Toy Biz ones. But even that one still stands up to this day. Like that cape has all those, like you said, paper shredder strands that they individually sculpted. Looks like a car wash. No, you know what it looks like? <laughs> you ever shredded your fruit roll-ups? Oh, yeah. I, I still think car wash, like those strands, those yeah. flaps that wash over the... <laughs> Why do you think he's sinister? Yeah, he's got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, he does. But, and, and then, you know, when they brought him up, they played weird science. So that will definitely, when that wave comes out, influence the title of that episode of our show. But then when they showed a swashbuckling nightcrawler, it really confused a friend of ours, Matt, because they were playing the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. And he's like, what the hell are they playing that for? <laughs> and I said, well, he was a pirate and had a sword for a while. And he's like, that's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and you know it. <laughs> that Nightcrawler looks awesome. I'm glad they're, they're giving him the nice classic look. That's one of the most expensive figures on the secondary market is the original Toy Biz Nightcrawler with that look. So a welcome addition to modern collections. And then the final wave that they really talked about was a Spider-Man wave where, yes, we're getting the stealth suit Homecoming Spider-Man, the hero suit Homecoming Spider-Man. And then one of my favorites, just because she came around during Secret Wars and the era I was really buying comics, she was a West Coast Avenger, which is like the Avengers that didn't actually get into college, so they went to community college on the West Coast. So wait, is this like the two live crew versus NWA kind of thing? No, they were, it's more like boys to men and another bad creation. They're wow. all in the same East Coast family, but some are better than I others. I should be ashamed that you know that another bad creation's from the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> that is more knowledge than they have about themselves. Uh, color me disappointed. <laughs> ABC, BBD, <laughs> the East Coast family. Del Biv DeVoe. <laughs> but anyway, who I was talking about was Carpenter, Spider-Woman. Now, we don't have this one yet. Like, I've lost the thread on which Spider-Women and which versions we have here over the years. But this one looks familiar to a certain degree. It's there because it looks like the Walgreens exclusive Spider-Man we had a few years ago. No, there was also another Spider-Woman who was the Arana in black outfit, but it was not Carpenter. Okay. This Spider-Woman, if you're not going to be Jessica Drew, which I think I may be getting the first names confused on now, uh, Jessica Drew is the Spider-Woman, right? But she lost her powers, and they replaced her with this black suit Spider-Woman for a while, and I really liked this character a lot. I thought she had great powers. I thought she had an interesting story. Great responsibilities. I actually read West Coast Avengers for her. Oh. All right. I mean, it's cool. I mean, I mean, they need to, you know, round these Spider-Man waves out and get us different versions of Spider-Women. I'm fine with that. As long as they give us a cool classic villain. And I think they are delivering in this wave on that front. Are you discussing Hydro-Man? <laughs> Absolutely. You <laughs> even, even though, yes, he's got translucent arms, you would think that I might be drawn to that. What's drawing my eye even more. Doppelganger? Yep. You nailed it. 
Oh, I thought I was actually pulling you away. No. I thought it was going to be Scorpion. It for is sure. Scorpion. Okay. Doppelganger, though. Come on, Doppelganger. No, 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 no. It actually looks like they've done a better job with the paint on Doppelganger than they did on Six Arm Spider Man. <laughs> And that, yeah, that doppelganger is cool, and it would be more surprising and a little bit more unique if we had not just gotten Six-Armed Spider-Man in this most recent wave. So it feels a little bit like, oh, and we'll slap this stuff on and make doppelganger, which is cool, fine, whatever, but he's no scorpion. Are you feeling the winds of change, Justin? <laughs> okay, now, his tail, they said, was completely bendable. and so, Like a bendum. Like a bendum, Ooh, yes. Interesting. You and it's 12 pose- inches long? I'm not touching that. No, I, I mean, that's what they With said. 12-inch long scorpion tail, I'm not touching that. <laughs> I'm just glad to see a cool classic scorpion that doesn't have some sort of wacky play feature built in. I think the last time we got him was in that older Spider-Man line about 10 years yes, ago. Yes, yes. So oh, wow. Rocket-firing tail mechanism. I was like, come on! Like the early days of Marvelicious. Yes. It was still on pegs when we started the show. <laughs> Yeah, this is a nice classic one with the metallic paint, and I just, yeah, it, it looks right out of one of those, that very first issue where J. Jonah Jameson hired him to stop Spider-Man. It's just, I you say no play feature, I'm glad not to see him modernized where he's wearing armor, you know, because so many times recently they've been like, well, he should be in metal plating, kind of like Iron Scorpion. Yeah, and I'm, I, you know what, I'm not saying don't do those, and I don't think you are either, but no. first give us the awesome classic look, and then give us an updated look next time. Mm-hmm. And it feels like they're doing it right this way. So really, and just think, they're going to tell us more at San Diego, and there's going to be more reveals with Endgame. But damn, I can't think of a miss in their entire presentation. I'm not into Nerf, so the Nerf rival gun doesn't do much for me. But that's the closest thing you can get to a miss. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've talked about so much, and we've already kind of skipped past, like, we're getting a classic Beta Ray Bill, classic Loki. Yeah, those were revealed at uh, New York Comic-Con last year. I remember playing with Beta Ray Bill's jaw. Oh, yeah. But I think we finally are seeing a closer-to-production version of them now. Yes, well, of course, as we get closer to production. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, Beta Ray Bill is really awesome. And Marjorie almost went, woo! (laughs) I'm a a woo girl, but not like that. I mean, Jesus. (laughs) The, The cap on his bike... From the World War II cap is just so good. It's so amazing. Oh, in the Rider series, yeah, we get a classic yeah. cap motorcycle with the classic World War One or World War Two cap. Yep. Yeah, World War Two. World War Two. It's <laughs> <laughs> not in the war to end all wars. <laughs> he didn't go back and punch out Archduke Ferdinand. <laughs> I just, I got to get a run up on it. You know, I got to start at the beginning, (laughs) end up at my destination. You know how it is. (laughs) But I actually really like three writer series per year feels good. That's what they did last year with Ghost Rider, Black Widow, and then along came Wolverine. This year, Professor X, Deadpool, and along comes Cap. That's a good pace. Yeah. And you know what? And I wouldn't mind if they did a few more, but. I'm not begging for them because 40 bucks is a good price point for that. You get an awesome figure and a cool, cool accessory. I feel like maybe with, with professor X, the chair is not necessarily worth 20 bucks, but these motorcycles more than make up for it. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. This figure is worth every bit of that $40. (laughs) So she says, 
what? <laughs> hey, you're, you, you love Cap. I'm just saying. And then the new Legends helmet available to pre-order right now. On we, Pulse. We've talked about this and this series. We reviewed the Iron Man one. Justin, you're a bigger fan of the line than I am. How are you feeling about Ant-Man, the Legends helmet? Hey, I think it's cool. I just... Uh... That price point is a little bit up there. I never did pick up the Iron Man one because it just felt too plasticky looking. Like they didn't nail the metallic paint on it. And I feel like this is kind of suffering that same problem. Like the the silver looks like silver plastic, not like metal. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually think in the press photos they released, I, I was like, they released an Ultron mask. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> But it, I mean, it's cool. It's, it's no, you know, FX collectibles or anything like that. No, this is actually shipping. Yeah. <laughs> There's the <laughs> difference right there. <laughs> I'll say this. If I, if I happen to come across one, you know, sub 50 bucks, I'll, I'll happily grab it. But at a hundred dollars, I'm going to, I'm going to let it sit there for a while. Well, let's go ahead and roll the interview we had. This was a round table interview. So a lot of fan sites asking questions about the upcoming Legends releases. So are we going to get a bendy wire in the Nightcrawler figure uh, for the tail? There is no bendy wire in the tail, but the tail does articulate and spin. So you can pose it in different, uh, we've already been playing with it, so while you can't change its pose, you can uh, relocate its placement. So you can have them in low stances and they have the tail up and out of the way. So it does, you know, you can use it as, as you want. Okay. It was too thin. Uh, the scale of it was too thin for wire. If we went with a wire, it would have been real thick. It would have looked. It would have looked off. Okay. I've seen. I've seen other companies produce like little tails before with bendy wire. You know, like uh, NECA did one of those little alien things. With the, what was it? I can't remember. The name of the aliens. Okay. They had a little bendy wire in it. So, but I don't know, like, if there's different regulations on how thick you could have a bendy wire tail. Hasbro. Hasbro is very high uh, quality control standards. So there are rules that we have to make sure we're following to make sure that our stuff is not just safe for that adult fan, us, but it also if it gets into the hands of a child, it's you know it's as safe as it can be. So, gotcha. Which I appreciate because I let my daughter play with there you go. my Marvel Legends. There so. you go. <laughs> she hasn't choked on anything. She still does. Thank you. With the upcoming uh, Marvel yeah. 80th line, will we be seeing any possibility of the Marvel Knights since last year was the 20th anniversary? Maybe like a Moon Knight or... You know, other characters of that vein. I think we certainly love those characters. Um, I did know that that was the anniversary. I think it was actually last year, that 2018. But what you see there for 80th is all we're currently talking about uh, here in New York Toy Fair. Right on. Is Doppelganger using the same six-inch mold as the six-armed spider, or six-arms mold as the six-armed Spider-Man? Yes, it has a lot of the existing base components from that figure. Well, you know, there's been a lot of talk about female action figures, obviously, and now with Captain Marvel being the first one. Um, I mean, what has the reception been to it? I mean, are there different uh, approaches to marketing the toys, or, you know, what's your general approach to Captain Marvel? To Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel being the first female legend. Yeah, I mean, we're we are so excited um, for the film. Everything we've heard about it, um, we have a really full product line. Not on, not just legends, but also you know fashion dolls and role play. And actually, quite a quite a few iterations of Captain Marvel. I think we, we counted four different ones. Yep. Right. We have the bomber jacket. We have the normal mohawk. We have the Star Force exclusive, and then we have the binary exclusive. So, you know, we. 
the character is going to be great, and we have a lot of offerings uh, for the film. Yeah, I think I asked you guys this uh, last year about Toys R Us. This was before Toys R Us was actually finished, and I asked if you guys were going to have any issue with uh, retail sales uh, now that they're actually completely gone in the U.S. Have you guys had to make any big adjustments as far as getting stuff out? spots and are there any plans for more retail stores aside from Target uh, in terms of future but in future products yeah I mean as you saw in our presentation we have you know a host of mainline and retail exclusives we continue to partner with you know uh, parties such as you know Amazon Target and Walmart but our fan channel we have exclusive fan channel items I think all the Hasbro brands do so those are newish stores, not not entirely new, but we you know continue to strive for uh, distribution to get all of our great products into the hands of fans everywhere. I noticed uh, the hair sculpts on a lot of the figures have gotten a little more elaborate. I'm curious to know if you guys have ever seen some Marvel Legends customizers out there on social media and whatnot. If you've ever been inspired by seeing oh, yeah. some of that and thinking, hey, we could do that too. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, in the old days the hairs were just one piece. You know, something yeah. that you could draft and pull out of a mold really, really easily. But yeah. uh, you know, with uh, with customizers upping their game, yeah. um, with us been doing this for as long as we have, we're always looking for new ways to reinvent what you see and believe as a legend today, and to see what we can do to make sure that our stuff, you know, is the benchmark for the industry. Could you name drop any of the customizers you like? Or um, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to do that because there are so many really good ones out there. I wouldn't want to single out a couple individual ones, but. Uh, we have, you know, our uh, our engineering team, our model shop are also super, super fans, and they're always bringing some of the latest and greatest to all of our attention through yeah. emails of like, did you see this? It's amazing, you and know. Have you ever gotten any ideas or inspiration from watching toy reviews, and has that affected any of the? Uh, the way you've approached making any of the figures at all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of the, you know, there's 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 a, there's sometimes the toy reviews are just you know, absolutely crazy the the comments that some of the reviewers uh, have for their stuff. But a lot of them, the ones that you know, generally are. are Talking about the product in front of them and what they like and what they don't like is very helpful for us because we don't get it right the first time every time, which is a good thing because it gives us a chance to revisit things to give you, you know, a much better, much more improved thing a year or two years down the line, you know, which enter 80th anniversary, enter 10th anniversary, you know. If we weren't able to learn from our mistakes, to hear what the fans uh, are, are saying out there and what they want to see us change, you know. We're just going to kind of be in a box, and that's only going to get us so far. So hearing what you guys are doing uh, and what you want to see uh, on your roofs is very helpful. Yeah, I think bottom bottom line, we just you know we don't operate in a bubble. So whether it's customizers, we're texting each other, look at this awesome job. Like, should we do a character like this? You know, maybe maybe not. Or just watching the feedbacks and the reviews, we take it all into consideration, and we just really appreciate just the discussion. I think overall. Yeah. Real, real quick on the 80th anniversary stuff. How's that uh, coming again? How are you guys putting that out? So that is, so the 80th program is a fall program of 10 items, which are mainline and exclusive, which you saw in the presentation. But then some other items uh, that are comic book related specifically have the 80th anniversary logo on it. So you've noticed on Deadpool and Professor X, they have the 80th logo. The new X-Men retro series that we just announced, which will be a separate fall wave by itself, that's technically part of 80th. Um, because it is very, you know, uh, vintage toy focused, which is one of the themes they're doing. So um, we're kind of, it, it is a full year program, but then we have that one big fall uh, 10 item program uh, that you saw.
Dwight, you yeah. said before that you like uh, one of your favorite teams that you want to do was the Reavers, mm-hmm. right? And we talked about that like two, three years ago. Now, finally, we're seeing the introduction of it, and I'm a big X-Men fan, so we're seeing more of the classic blue and gold teams. Yep. Well, most of the blue. Um, what would be some of the teams that you'd like to work on, like Star Jammers or finish up the Reavers? I, I, I definitely want more Reavers. i got to figure out a way to trick everybody and let me put Bone Crusher as a Build-A-Figure at some point in the future. Um, I don't know if he'd be next in line. I think we have a few other ideas maybe before him, but I would love to see something like uh, Bone Crusher to get out there. I mean, we still need we need a lot of them. We need Death Strike. We need Pierce. We need uh, there's you know there's piles more still to do. So um, I, I would definitely like to finish up them. Star Jammers are awesome. I would love to get a Corsair and Hepsba like you know two pack or something like that for some of those. Especially now that Captain Marvel's big. You can yeah. Kind of yeah, going into the cosmic stuff. I mean, I'm, I love the X-Men. Uh, I don't know how deep we would go, but I'd love to see some Shi'ar. You know, there's a lot of uh, great stuff that, you know, while with the vast volumes of the X-Men we're giving you, there are still so many universes and sub-universes to explore. Speaking um, of the Shi'ar, um, Lelandra. Yeah. The alternate head with... Uh, Mystique. Mystique. Yeah. Is, are we seeing her getting her own body, or is that supposed to go with Silver Sable? Uh, it can go with Silver Sable. It's really up to that. That's up to your discretion. Okay. You and all of the fans, whatever you guys think you would like to do with it, you know, do it. We're, tr- we're always trying to find a way to throw some fun little things at you guys. And, you know, there was no opportunity to do Lalandra today, but we're like, we have the ability to do a character like Mystique who can shapeshift into absolutely anybody yeah, she I wants think that to. point was missed on, it's like, it's yeah. our mutant power, guys. We can put any head in there and it actually works, right? Yeah. So. I wanted to ask how large do you think you guys will ever be able to get build a like, I just got the Cree Sentry figure. Yep. Uh, it looks amazing, but I feel like it could have been taller mm-hmm. and just larger. So I have a feeling that you'll never get to go as large as, say, something like the uh, Days of Future Past Sentinel. I guess that... So what's the largest you think you could ever get, or are you seeking to get much larger? In, in the current uh, package structure, with you know a master carton of eight-ish, uh, under that format, the current format, something like Hulkbuster is about as big as we can get. You know, uh, the the theatrical Hulkbuster from H. Um, Voltron. That thing, you know, barely fit into into that package. It's very, it's a very efficient, uh, small, tight package. That being said, we're always looking at ways of doing other things, different things. 80th anniversary has some monster-sized two-packs. So there's no reason why we couldn't look in the uh, the uh, Days of Future Past, Wolverine and Sentinel. There's no reason why we can't find ways to do those things outside of a Build-A-Figure program as well. So you know, there's no you know reason why we couldn't someday do uh, a big Sentinel or redo Fin Fang Foom, you know, if we kept it in our current format, it would probably have to go over multiple waves, um, which is something that we'd have to discuss and see if we wanted to do. You know, that's something we did in uh, some of our earlier days. Um, but there's absolutely, there's there's nothing that's off the table or out of the realm of possibilities. It just may not be delivered to you in the future in a way that you're currently used to seeing. Are you guys looking at maybe um, adapting the model of what Star Wars Black Series did with the barge and maybe doing something like that for Legends? Uh, yeah, we've been discussing it. Like a Blackbird? Blackbird would be a good idea. Yeah, I think HasLab uh, is going to be an important part of the Pulse moving forward, so all brands are... Yeah. Is, is Endgame the most secretive project you ever worked on? <laughs> 
I think Endgame is the most secretive Marvel project I've ever worked on. Yes. I'm sure. Yes. I'm excited because I know so little about it. I'm going to be able to sit down like, you know, like all of you guys in that chair when that movie launches and just be like, what in the heck is going to happen? So for me, I'm getting excited just, just thinking about that alone because it's like, I, I don't know. You know? I don't want any spoilers. Yeah, yeah, no, no, me too, me too. So it's like yeah, that's that's a, a weird part of our, normally we're um, we're 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 getting scripts, we're reading scripts, we're we're having you know uh, a lot of conversations with the studio, and and the studio has been very open with us, you know, to the level of what they want to share. You know, we've had a couple of calls with some of the art directors and producers, and we've met with them, and we've seen some amazing stuff. But as far as how it all goes together, <laughs> nope, <laughs> nothing. For the 80th anniversary stuff. How long have you been working on that line? Uh, about a year. Yeah, about. It's been our normal, our normal cycle. Um, okay. So you had the normal lead time on it. These weren't figures that we're planning on coming out with, and then oh, we can package them as 80th. It was. Yeah, these are extra were. figures we'd be get, wouldn't be getting otherwise. Yes, this was this was a program that we set out to create. You know, after the after looking at the early success for the perception of what the 10th anniversary program was going to be we thought that we had an opportunity especially with this amazing 80th anniversary of marvel to revisit this a, a, a similar program and do something different with it yeah it's about a year out so when we revealed the 10 years around this time last year is when we started working on that and every single item was planned to go in that and as you can see there's it's mostly new stuff i mean there's like Right, I mean, yeah. like Juggernaut is, is, a, is probably the biggest reuse. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of newness there. X Men 102 is my first X Men comic, so I feel like it was just for me. Who's had enough the Spider Man? Thank you. Which which part of the Spider Man line? Spider Man in general. It was my understanding that there was uh, somebody doing that last time. Did that person change as far as the person making uh, decisions about? What's going to get made? What's going to come out? Yeah, we have a, we have a pretty big design team right now, um, and you know our, our marketing team is split onto two or three different colors. Oh, yeah, so yeah, we yeah. we have a we have a Spider-Man team uh, set up, and that has uh, a couple of designers on it as as well. Um, I'm uh, going to be overseeing uh, uh, a lot of the legends and some of the theatrical stuff. We've got uh, five or six really talented uh, uh, guys and gals on the team that are you know diving into all the different pieces of Marvel. Is there a possibility of a exclusive action figure design for a comic book shop similar to how there's the Walgreens figures, the Walmart figures, etc.? Oh, interesting thought. Yeah, like, like the way you did the X-Men, that one X-Men wave. I think it's something we, we continue to look at, you know, uh, channel strategy is just a big initiative for the company overall, and so we will continue to look at things. We are building out the fan channel, which isn't comic books specifically, but it's a couple steps up. You know, a lot of those types of retailers sell, you know, all these great collectibles for comic book things. Have you guys uh, thought about releasing a Stan Lee figure? Okay, we're having a I got this, guys. <laughs> Our line is that nothing is out of the realm of possibility when it comes to the wonderful world of Mario. But you guys know we've heard that before. 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 We've I've made yeah. two Stanley action figures. Oh, the Comic Con, the Comic Con uh, one with the Peter Parker. It was one of the very. It was one of our earliest uh, Comic Con exclusives, as well as a Superhero Squad Comic Con exclusive when he was the mayor of Superhero City. Oh, okay. so, I thought about that one. Yeah. So I've, I've had the pleasure of working, working with him a couple times. I was like, did I not know something? Did you guys ever think about doing um, 
like a vision or a shadow pad uh, in their regular skill, but where they can kind of be detached, almost like a builder figure, so that way it's a little more playability with somebody could uh, make it like they're facing the wall or something like that. Uh, I'm not. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with Black Panther, the, with Wave 2, there was a long time between that wave and the first wave. Did, um, was there a reason that it was spaced so far apart? Did you think that the first wave might not do as well as it did and kind of wasn't planning to release a second one? Or it, it, it wasn't that we didn't think that the first wave was going to uh, be that good. It's just that normally on a first movie, we plan a wave. You're like, you know, uh, that's what we have, you know, for uh, for many of those Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, um, uh, had a wave. Uh, Doctor Strange had a wave. We have a lot of those, the comic ones. Once we saw the movie and we saw the depth of the characters, there was just so much amazing stuff in it. Um, and you know, Oscar caliber uh, film, you know, so which is awesome. more characters so. to do. Like, because like we had Killmonger, but then you see the film and you're like, man, I need that, need the military suit Killmonger, right? So it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, pick one. So, so we yeah. picked the once, once we saw it, we're just like, there's so much more here that's yet to be tapped, you know. And you guys have been yelling at me ever since then. Where's Shuri? Where's Shuri? Where's Shuri? So there you go. We got her too. I know you're going to cut me off. Somebody keeps asking, like, I have a thousand comments. They want to, uh, Heimdall? Heimdall? Uh, you want to know if you thought about making a Heimdall I would love to get I literally have like a thousand comments right here. I would love to get a, a Heimdall into the line at some point in time. All right, one more question. I think each year you guys have been getting better with more versions, so I don't like to focus on negative too much right now saying this, but has anything that's been produced recently that you've kind of thought is just, you know what, this could have been done better. Is there any particular piece that you could think of? Absolutely every piece. Every single piece? Every single piece could be done better. So you guys are basically, you can Consider yourselves artists. Like I think of action figures as art. It's yeah, kind of like you have the mentality of an artist, where it's like you're making it, and then you're thinking it could have been better. Of course. I, I, I think that that's how I look anyway. I mean, and, and that, that's not to say that I'm that I'm in the team is not incredibly proud, proud and pleased with what we have on display here. I love a lot of what we've done this year. You know, but there are you know even some of the best ones I think we've done this year. Once you get them in your hand and, and you're actually you know you're playing with them and all the joints are set and designed and engineered. You're just like, ah, it doesn't move quite as far as I would have liked it to move or bend, you know, quite as far as I'd like it to bend. Is there so. nothing specific you could mention, though? Nothing like, that recently came out? Anything that... Uh, just, just to kind of piggyback, I'm, I'm going to continue your question, but I want to ask you one other thing. Um, sorry, guys, guys, we have to wrap up. Yeah. Are you guys actively looking at um, Toy Biz stuff? I mean, you're trying to redo Toy Biz, things that have come out with Toy Biz. Are you like... Absolutely, tr trying to crush what they have done originally and make it better. Are you aware that people are looking to you guys to do that every single time? To yeah, I mean, I think so. Like we do vintage-inspired lines, which is like an you know, homage to it, and then we're also well aware of you know what we feel could use an update. But those figures, I mean, it's not like when we do one, it's not because we think the Toy Biz version, you know, wasn't great. It was just it's a different time. It's in collectors. Really, they're expensive to get. They're tough to get. So. I want to catapult off it, you know, just because just because Toy Biz did a great uh, action figure 10, 15 years ago. There's been so many new collectors that have come into this over that amount of time that don't have it or don't want to pay those outlandish prices. So it gives us the opportunity to revisit some of those big hits and do them again.
again, just piggybacking on what you were saying, I think sometimes it like this gym, I guess, if you guys, for instance, the thing with Nightcrawler, with the tail, Toy Biz did that 10, 15 years ago. I'm sure plenty of people, once we go back and we start reporting to our people, are going to say, you guys could have put a Bendy Rise on that tail, and that would have been the last little thing to surely crush the Toy Biz version and make your version superior. So just little things like that. I don't know, I guess it's not really a question. <laughs> well, the Toy Biz version didn't have alternate heads and hands. So. True. true. Very true. It's true. But it's always teetering. It's, it's like, you know... Just, just, I'm just putting that out. We can't give you everything every time, right? Yeah. All right, guys, we have to move on to Star Wars. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, well, I do have one live video. This is just for the podcast that I did. And let's go ahead and show that. And here is a exclusive for the people who are watching this on the podcast we are looking at the superhero adventures line we did not do this live from the show but thought that this is something people might find really interesting the titan hero series line is no more Li long live superhero adventures these are figures that are uh two different scales the two and a half inch superhero adventure figures the two packs you're used to seeing those are done as well what we have here is a 10 inch superhero adventure captain america and what he has is there's a swivel waist and you can move uh the elbows are double joint or the shoulders are double jointed and you can move the neck but nothing below the waist moves and it's got this stylized look, and this is at $9.99, replacing the Titan Hero line. And there's already a pretty deep lineup for Marvel figures. You see there's this three-pack with Rhino, Peter Parker Spider-Man, Miles Morales Spider-Man. Here's, And that Peter Parker Spider-Man looks a little bit more, you know, dark blue, maybe a McFarlane Spider-Man. Here we've got a really bright blue Spider-Man. Hulk, I've found him in Walmart already. Iron Man, Black Panther. And take a look at these. These are sculpted figures. They are not reusing much in the way of parts. I mean, the Miles Morales Spider-Man and Spider-Man may be somewhat the same, but look at Rhino there with all of the spikes coming off of him and the musculature on Hulk. And over here, we just have another display of them where you can see them, kind of how they pose. Some really, really stylized figures that are so much nicer, honestly, than Titan figures. When we saw the Hulk at Walmart, Marjorie immediately saw it and said, I really would like that figure, but she didn't buy it. We didn't know what it, the line would become and things, and it was $10.00. She just wasn't sure if she needed that for that price, but we definitely found an attraction to the line there. Now, also in the Superhero Adventures, though, I said the two and a half inch ones are gone, and they are, but now we have the five inch line. This is going to be single packed figures. And they're just starting a new line instead of the two and a half inch. You see you've got Hulk here who has a big translucent fist. And there he is on the card. And they're going to 
be doing quite a few vehicles in this line. You take a look up here, the big one they're showing, Spider-Man with his jet quarters. Not just a headquarters, a jet quarters. And it's a big vehicle. It's behind me here. We'll look at it in a second. The one Dwight Stahl mentioned in the presentation was Black Panther in that car. And honestly, yeah, I can see T'Challa driving that. <laughs> It's just really, you know, kind of a sporty car. And yeah, Tony Stark having a uh, speedster makes a lot of sense too. So these are the new lines, supposedly for kids, but also for kids at heart and people who just like these figures. And I think kids will enjoy the 10-inch line more than Titans because they're definitely more playable you know you can grab your hands around them and pose them and fight with them and things so some very cool items here revealed by hasbro in a line that may not get the attention it deserves now i promised a look at the uh, spider-man jet quarters here they have this out on display it's a look but don't touch kind of scenario but you can see it's got the cockpit that fits Spider-Man in it. And so the jet opens up and Spider-Man's in the cockpit. You can fit him in or stand him next to it. But if you open up the back here, you can see where he can take some of his friends along and it will even fit one of the motorcycles. Captain America's motorcycle or uh, Kid Arachnid is what they're calling Miles Morales, his motorcycle, um, you know, not fit exactly comfortably, but it does fit back there. That's pretty cool. I mean, I don't really know anybody who collects the Titan series. I mean, I know we've picked some up here and there of characters or whatnot, but like, it's something I just see sitting there all the time. And if and if kids aren't into it, then there's really no point in continuing it. If you're going to do something for kids, and they see, and Hasbro sees that kids are buying these more stylized figures. Fine, give them bigger versions of that. I'm, I'm cool with that. I just feel bad because Andrew, one of our team members, wrote in and said his daughter was just getting into those two-and-a-half-inch figures. Well, and he's got a little son, Lucas, that is just about that right age. Yeah, well, Lucas could play with the 10-inch ones. Yeah, that is, that is a bummer, but we also have to realize that there's been 10 years of lines like that going on. That You can always go to eBay and pick up somebody selling off a lot of those and throw them in a toy box. You say that, Justin, but I asked the guy who was there and walked me through this new line and confirmed the death of the old lines. I said, but at San Diego, you had a translucent Hulk two and a half inch and it never came out. And he goes, no, no, it didn't. And that we've been looking for that. Yes. I have an eBay saved search for translucent Hulk. Like, where is it? It's never coming. Marjorie, keep an eye on your invoices. This is the new white t-shirt Luke Cage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to find Arnie paid $900 for oh. an unproduced translucent kitty Hulk. No. No. <laughs> you think it would be that cheap? <laughs> Oh, it's been a long day at Toy Fair. We're slap happy, but I'm so happy, Justin, we were able to get with you and bring our listeners today's news. Tomorrow, we're going to be seeing Kotobugia and Dabit over at Marvel Toy News already posted a few pics that make me really excited to be going over there. 
We're going to be checking in with Good Smile, who's going to be doing some of those cutesy figures and maybe reviving the Figma line. I don't know. I have no idea. We're going to find out tomorrow. Diamond Select Toys. Who just bought Gentle Giant. Crazy, right? Yes, totally. That's one less one less interview to do, I guess. Just combine it all together now. Yeah, well, Gentle Giant hasn't come to Toy Fair since... Like 10 years. Yeah, but they said their convention presence will be the same. I don't know. I got a lot of questions for Zach tomorrow. I don't even know that they have worked it out. Sure, but... it's pretty new news. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to see what you guys bring us tomorrow, and we'll uh, we'll get back together here later in the week, if not the week after, and bring it all back together and give our final thoughts on Toy Fair 2019. So all that and more on the next Marvelicious Toys. Woohoo! <laughs> no, you're not a woo guy, Justin. <laughs> woo! <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. You can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for collectibles, and read articles on Marvel movies, comics, and collecting. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star review written on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at MarveliciousToys.com. We want your feedback. You can email us at show at MarveliciousToys.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Find all those links at our website. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcasts, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Artie Carvalho. Associate produced by Jason Latham. Video editing by Barrett, Andrew, and Daryl. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Jeff and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2019, all rights reserved. And no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. You know, I have an aunt that does that, like, at every sporting event we've ever had as kids. Soccer. No matter what you're doing, you knew she was there. <laughs> Woo! Oh, <laughs> it was embarrassing at the time, but now I realize that it's just kind of heartwarming. Yeah. <laughs>